You're listening to Radio Free Edville. It's Edville on the radio for free. I'm Roy Thomas Padgham, and this is your Edville Gazette, Volume 1, for July 31st, 2020. The Big One. Ominous Mushroom Cloud Threatens Kingston, Ontario, by Dick Badger. Edville. Well, I was out there on the lake with the boy Tuesday, and he's always taking pictures with that phone I'm still paying off. So he took a picture of the water and the cloud formations, which showed Dougie doing donuts in his new sea in the foreground there, which was pretty cool. So I looked at the photo and said to the kid, I don't know much about clouds, but I know a mushroom cloud when I see one. Looks like that one would be right over Kingston. So the kid tweets out that there's a mushroom cloud over Kingston. And one of his friends tweets back, Did it get bombed? And my boy, he says, I guess so. And by supper time, everyone in Edville is hunkered down in their fruit cellars, waiting for the big one and wondering whether they had enough canned peaches to ride it out. Local man finds meteorite hidden in plain sight by Hedy Bunt. Bent Holland, the beer garden was abuzz today with news that a local resident dug up a 67-pound rock in his garden, and it turned out to be a meteorite. Scientists say it originated in the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. Blah, 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 trajectory this, impact that. But does anyone really care about the origins of a rock so ugly and annoying that it languished in someone's yard for decades? Well, this meteorite is now thought to be the biggest ever discovered in Germany, and its owner has become a minor celebrity, like, say, Rex Murphy. My Pat Rack husband, Herr Bunt, says damn right, better late than never, and claims against all common sense that this asteroid episode vindicates his long-held view that you should never throw anything away. He's convinced that the countless boxes of memorabilia he has saved since his university years will one day make him, too, a celebrity. Like, say, Brad Pitt? I made the mistake of letting Herbert look over my notes on this story. The next time you write about me, he says, make me something wise and sensible. Badger. The Importance of Wetland Conservation. By Dick Badger. Edville. Well, if you're wondering, I let Bertie write that headline. It's dull as shit, but he says there's a whole untapped world of birders and froggers and the like we should be fleecing at the Gazette. So I was out mowing the lawn yesterday, and when I came in for a cold one, my wife came at me with why I had stopped, and why was I screwing around underneath the cutting blade like that was even safe, and I told her I had to stop to save a baby toad, thank you very much. The little guy was stuck by the well cap and couldn't make any headway. So I just picked him up and put him on Bertie's lawn, which never gets mowed and everyone thinks is a total fucking eyesore. So my wife says I should be sure to relate the incident to the town council. Because after that recent debate about the hunting licenses, they thought I was no friend to nature. And I said I couldn't remember that debate, which I couldn't. And she said... It was the same one where you said you didn't know any guys who watch porn and everyone laughed so hard the meeting had to be adjourned. (laughs) 
Farmer. Brighton gets new off-ramp, Edville residence incensed, by Edna Farmer. Edville. Oh, those Brighton people, they're so artful, aren't they? They talk all day and night about their apples and their handmade doilies, but all the while they're scheming to get their McDonald's and their Tim's, and who even knows what else? Who do they think they are? Curtis? And now, what do you know? They're building this monstrosity of an off-ramp to divert the truckers and the campers and the bikers into Brighton. While Edville, which doesn't even have one of those crappy little off-ramps, gets shafted again. I need hardly remind readers of this column that we've been lobbying for an off-ramp since Hurricane Hazel, by golly. Well, it's not right, I tell you, and I, for one, will not be setting foot in that McDonald's. I don't care how good the muffins are. Feature series, Visiting Millie, by Abigail Lovely. Picton. Well, yesterday I was down to the county to have my first visit with Aunt Millie since they imposed the lockdown at Shady Oaks four months ago. She was in fine form and very pleased to see me after such a long weekend, as she put it. She was impressed by all the changes to the courtyard visiting area. The grass, so green. The trees, resplendent. And the squirrels, frisky and cheeky. Millie and her co-residents, fellow inmates she calls them, were bundled up in sweaters despite the stifling humidity and heat. The staffer's masks caused her some dismay. She leaned close to me over the mandatory two-metre gap between us, lowered her eyes, but not her voice, and announced that most of the staff looked better with 75% of their faces covered. Millie, I admonished, they can hear you. No, they can't, she replied. From behind me, the voice of one of the nurses chimed in. Yes, we do, Millie. Well, I'll be damned. Reddick Road Residents Take Aim at Speedsters by Dick Badger. Edville. Well, I've heard people say some of those guys living up there on Reddick are fusspots, but that's not a rumour I'd ever repeat. My bud Gordy lives up there, and he's a damn fine backup goalie. So back in the spring, someone put up this sign saying Reddick is not a racetrack, which is pretty fucking funny, since the road itself is a single-lane goat path with a surface like the moon. Last time I was up at Gord's, the half-loads were on, and I was bouncing and sliding so much I couldn't hardly get out of first gear. And here's something a lot of people find out the hard way. If you veer off course, even a little, the next thing you know, you're axle deep in that fucking swampy musk egg they've got up there, and the locals are laughing their asses off at you. And you're standing around for two hours waiting for a tow. Just goes to show you, though, you can live on the pokiest street in the township and still complain about the traffic. Updated. Wiley Waders Crash Little Lake Beach Barrier by Edna Farmer. Edville. Well, we reported back in June that the township had fenced in the beach to discourage picnickers and swimmers and other malcontents from even thinking about leaving their houses. And then some rowdies from Durham region, no doubt, a mum with two wee kids, Ed, broke through the fence where it butts up on that nice white cottage and spread out their blankets and put their floaties in the lake like there was no pandemic at all. And didn't they get an earful, by golly? 
So this week, the authorities returned to chain lock the fence, and now you can't get to the beach without bolt cutters and C4, and maybe not even then. Edville Solar Farm joins Provincial Grid by Bertie Bertram. Edville, our region is rightly famous for its cutting-edge green tech, including our groundbreaking photovoltaic solar farm, which has been sitting on Fred Farmer's hayfield opposite the town sign for over a decade. So it comes as exciting news from Queen's Park, very exciting, that Fred's panels will at long last be wired into the provincial grid, providing up to 100 kilowatt hours a month, weather permitting, and powering 1.5 households in perpetuity. Regional Strategic Kombucha Reserved Threatened by Big City by Alex Clark Edville Regional supplies of the fermented cold beverage known as kombucha are expected to dry run due to apparent big city hoarding. An anonymous group of local retailers has asked the municipality to investigate whether supplies are being diverted to Toronto due to an emerging summer trend that sees the beverage touted for its health benefits ironically paired with alcohol. The group alleges that big city store owners used the pandemic confusion in March to disrupt and redirect the supply chain. According to one local grocer, the store stock dwindled this week from three bottles to two. Ask whether this should be considered a regional spike in demand or is perhaps more likely a result of a customer mistaking the beverage for a soft drink with a similar logo. The grocer assured me that she definitely takes it as a dark sign of things to come. When asked about efforts to secure regional supplies, the mayor, whom your humble correspondent can confirm does does answer his own phone, could not be reached for comment. (laughs) Cottage Country Authorities Warn of Insurgency by Edna Farmer Muskoka Well now, that nice Mayor Harding has let the cat out of the bag, hasn't he? Turns out hundreds and maybe thousands of those big city cottages have been worming their way into the region, clandestinely spooking all the regular Muskokans and causing a big ruckus in the centres of power. They are coming, Harding warns. No matter what it is we do, either the Premier needs to lock down the highways or we need to find a respectful dialogue for if and when people do arrive at their secondary homes. The public outcry against these incursions has been so uproarious that even that nice Mr. Trudeau got an earful for meeting up with his family at Harrington Lake. Like he doesn't have enough to worry about, poor man. Purdy Road Drivers Flummoxed by Phantom Stop Sign by Dick Badger Colborne So about the end of May, you could see the township was putting in a four-way stop down there at Purdy and Hurley, which is a spot every 401 driver knows because that's where they divert you if a milk truck spills up there on the highway or there's some kind of traffic snarl. So first, the stop signs went up, all covered in garbage bags and duct tape so no one would actually get the idea to stop. And then, this is the genius part, they laid down the paint lines where you're going to have to stop when the signs do go operational. Except you can't cover the paint lines with garbage bags, duh. 
So for about a month, day and night, drivers on Purdy would cruise through the intersection as usual, drinking their Tims and listening to their death metal until, bam, they realize they just crossed a white painted line, but too late to stop. And they think, holy fuck, did I just run a stop sign? So after a month of this negative reinforcement, got this term from the Google, Ed, what do you know? The stop signs were dismantled and the painted lines were blacked out. Like somebody figured out, hey, we put that shit in entirely the wrong intersection. But we're all driving safer and that's not nothing. British Exchequer Caught with Pants Down by Edna Farmer London Well, some government committee over there in the UK has just discovered that a startup called Killing Kittens qualifies for a pandemic loan. But the thing is, this outfit is in the business of helping bored Brits organise orgies in their own homes, which apparently isn't going down all that well with the Brits who aren't that bored yet. Well, I don't care if you've laid in mattresses from your pantry to your pump room and you've got the whole school council flipping and flopping around on them, by golly. There's just no reason why any kittens should have to suffer. Poor dears. Fast food chains confront menace of bovine flatulence by Hedy Bunt. Berlin. German scientists are reporting a stunning discovery with far-reaching implications for the global climate. Cows fed a diet featuring lemongrass emit a third less greenhouse gas than regular cows. This international correspondent contends that the same is not true for middle-aged husbands. While it's unclear whether the meat produced by these bovine bohemians will be as tasty as their more flatulent forebears, the impact on the environment is astounding since one regular cow can produce up to 200 kilos of methane a year through burps and farts. At least one of those big multinational fast food conglomerates intends to introduce a burger made from this newfangled beef, launching it with a TV ad campaign that'll make the kids giggle for hours. Contrarian Berlin farmers, meanwhile, maintain that farts are not the primary cause of bovine methane emissions, but rather belches. The same cannot be said of middle-aged husbands in Germany or anywhere else. This was the Edville Gazette for July 31st. Tune in again next week. I'm Roy Thomas Padgham. Goodbye.